Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us now is Philadelphia Mayor Sherelle Parker. Mayor Parker, good morning. Good morning, Solomon, Fahim, and WURD. Thank you so much for having me. Yup, it's a pleasure. So, um... Gun violence in the city of Philadelphia is one of the things that you said you would tackle uh, when you came into office. Uh, There was a big police presence in Kensington last week. And it's interesting because when I read the coverage of it, there were people who were dissatisfied that there were police there who were um, upset about the approach and and who thought it might be a a harbinger of, of bad things to come. You know, what is your response to that? Well, uh, Solomon, you remember when I was running, uh, I was very direct, and I'm so that's the that's the the power and importance of of being authentic and being truthful in your advocacy. Because I affirm to the people of the city um, that we will focus on prevention, intervention, and enforcement, and that community policing, along with long term care, treatment, and housing, will be a significant part of our public safety agenda. And as it related to Kensington specifically, I was clear about letting people know I did not support safe injection sites. I still don't. We will do everything in our power to advocate against them if anyone attempts to establish them in the city. And I also talked about using a comprehensive approach, partnering with every law enforcement agency available to shut down the open air drug market in Kensington. And nothing has changed about it. Uh, that perspective. But I, I did hear people, you know, family members. Well, you know, Sherelle, people are, are saying, I said, now tell me who are these people? Mm-hmm. I, I just listened to you talk about the power when people call the radio station. We call them sometimes when they're on social media. Um, I used to call them keyboard warriors mm-hmm. uh, uh, sometimes because I would beg people when I was a council person, please come out here with me. Please come out here with me. Uh, and, and that's the approach we're taking, Solomon. So it's multi-pronged prevention, intervention, enforcement. Um, and we're going to work with every partner that we can um, to do exactly what we committed to the people. Mm-hmm. So the big story that we've been covering for uh, for a number of days uh, is the shooting that happened in Fairhill. A police officer was shot. Um, a, a young man was also shot, unfortunately lost his life. Someone stole the gun, walked away with that. The police uh, found him some days later. But there was an accusation that it started with with a stop and frisk. Um, and, and that is one of the things that that people were worried about. You know, when you when you see something like that happen, um, what does it mean for you in terms of, of your approach as 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 our leader where when it comes to law enforcement? I uh, just want to make this clear. Uh, Solomon to to members of the listening audience uh, that what people have heard me affirm and uh, publicly support is the use of Terry stops and Terry stops are what occurs when law enforcement or a police officer knows that a crime has been will be or is being committed and that will give them the just cause and reasonable suspicion to lawfully stop someone and to make an inquiry. In no way, shape, or form have I publicly uh, said I support the unconstitutional use of this tool 
that has been referred to as stop and frisk that has disproportionately um, impacted black men, brown men, and when it's been used as a tool that is abused by police. Now, I've also said this, and I've said it out loud. That's the great thing about being consistent and not changing your message, depending on who the audience is. I've said to members of our police department, to Commissioner Bethel, I'm visiting all of our um, all of our districts. Listen, as long as you do your work and you do it without violating anyone's constitutional rights, and you and, and you do it doing the best police work that you possibly can, and you do it within your rights um, of the law, and you are not misusing and or abusing your authority. I, as the mayor of this city, will support you and continue to support you, but I will have zero tolerance for anyone who thinks that they're going to misuse and abuse their power as a member of our Philadelphia Police Department. And Solomon, I'm saying it to you, but I've said it to them. I've said it to Commissioner Vanessa. And despite what people may think, when I communicate that message to members of the police department, guess what they do, Solomon? Mayor, we understand. We know, and that's the way it should be, right? And, um, and I'm going to continue to have that perspective. When I think about that loss of life, that it, it's a loss for Philadelphia. We, we lost a life there. Uh, we had an officer who was shot who could have uh, lost his life. So that, that's a lose-lose for the city. There's no win there in any way, shape, or form. That's why prevention, intervention, and enforcement becomes important. What do we have to do to stop people from getting on that corner um, or engaging in a, a certain kind of lifestyle that we know is not advantageous for them and or the city? How do we help put them on a the path to self-sufficiency starting in school when they're young? to ensure that they don't get there. So it's a comprehensive approach for Solomon. There is no one, and I want to be emphatically clear, there is no one who is going to be able to tell me that as mayor of this city, I don't have a right to make the public safety and health the number one priority for us here in the city. That's the primary job of the mayor, and I'm going to do that to the best of my ability. Hmm. We're talking with uh, Mayor Sherelle Parker this morning on WURD. When you talk about a comprehensive approach, certainly policing, part of that approach, uh, you, you want to stop people from getting into crime and, and uh, engaging in that kind of behavior in the first place. What what are some of the other parts of the comprehensive approach that, that you're talking about? Solomon, the funding of public education, uh, I can remember on the campaign trail, the first time I, and we were at an education forum, and uh, it was the first time I had publicly stated the, the foundation of my education plan, and that was I wanted access to year-round public inf uh, education. I wanted access to an extended school day. Um, and that's when I talked about the building trades, uh, you know, going back into our schools for um, CTE. Um, I talked about um, wanting to make sure that during the extended uh, school day, every industry that's thriving in the city of Philadelphia, I don't care if it's life sciences and biotech, I don't care, Solomon, if it's getting prepared to join the city of Philadelphia's municipal workforce. We need to make sure that we are not just training our, our young people and our students, although that's core, we have to be prepared to train, tra train adults who want to upskill. 
and they're interested in moving into different industries. So to me, that's a significant uh, part of it, the financial literacy, um, IT, uh, you know, learning how to build the video games that our kids are, are playing. It's called coding. Well, you, you don't even know if you're good at it if you've never had a chance to, to learn what it is. And I want us to have access to that. And you can't do that without strong partnership with our teachers, um, all of those who are stakeholders within our, our school district, um, our principals. And listen, I want to say this, too. I am encouraged by Dr. Watlington as our superintendent. I am so looking forward uh, to working with him. He's innovative. He's thinking outside of the box. He's not saying, well, this is how we've sharpened the pencils for the last 40 years in Philadelphia, um, and I've watched you all, and this is how we're going to continue to do it. No. He's saying, how do we find a way to bring all of our partners together to make sure that uh, we are advocating um in a way that gives our children access to what now is currently not in existence. And I'm going to push for it, Solomon. Some people don't like it. Mm. I remember the first time I sent year-round school, I said, so what do you think? All of our children are at the shore. All of our children are at Martha's Vineyard. That's not the reality many of our young people are living. So I want to make sure that systems and structures and an extended school day and out-of-school time, that that is available. And I want it year-round. We have to work with our governor, our legislative leaders. I'm super proud and want to note for the record that Council President uh, J Johnson and I, we, we communicate, we meet regularly. We're talking about how we move the city forward, use that intergovernmental approach. Vincent Hughes, Jordan Harris, Joanna McClinton, we're working together and I'm excited about it. So. Mm. so when you talk about year round school, I mean, is it are they in class year round or are the buildings open year round? They're, they have access to the buildings for other stuff. Like, what do you mean? Right. So, Solomon, a very good question and a fair one. Um, the first time I said it, I can remember someone saying, well, she. She wants those kids sitting in the classroom at a desk, you know, from 7.30 in the morning to 7.30 at night. That's just outrageous. Well, that's not what I'm describing. You have a traditional school day. And if the school day is extended until 7.30, think about the innovative partnerships we can have with the private sector, the philanthropic community, to bring additional um, academic enrichment programs uh, into the school. When we think about, because I hear a lot of people say, and this was extremely important to me, arts and culture, they are essential, uh, Solomon. Uh, IT, again, life sciences and biotech. Well, if those uh, things are not ingrained in the traditional school day, there's so many different partners we should be developing ongoing relationships with that can give our kids access to that opportunity. In addition to that, and I'm going to creatively think about this. I don't want to go into detail, but there has to be opportunity for earn as you learn programs in the city of Philadelphia, because some of our young people have our, they are students and I don't want to shock anybody, but some of our young people who are students in the school district of Philadelphia, people don't know that they're responsible for taking care of their siblings and, and, and being able to make a contribution to their, their household. That becomes extremely important. Are there any creative partnerships that, that we can build to make that happen? So that, that's the way I'm thinking. Um, I think about uh, our affordable housing crisis, the need for us to build new schools. You know, how are we saying we want you to go 
um, and receive a 21st century education and you are, you're going to school every day in a 19th century school and January um, uh, is cold, uh, you know, and in June it's hot. You know, you, you, we don't want that. We want to make sure that we are building uh, new facilities, that we are modernizing, uh, doing environmental uh, remediation where we can. But we've got to be comprehensive. South Philly, co- listen, community health center, school, li- uh, library, uh, trauma, trauma um, counseling, and th- all of it connected in, in, in one place. Now, to me, that's innovative thinking, but it requires the intergovernmental approach, Solomon, and all of us uh, working together. Uh, and I got to say this, the last time we were on, and um, I, I don't even know that I was thinking this way until you mentioned it when we got off. I didn't know Solomon until I got here. I think I'm on the 38th or 39th day of being here. I can't remember. I'm really focused on standing government up and making sure that we get the right people in the right places to lead these departments who share our vision for safer, cleaner, greener economic opportunity for all. I did not know until I got here how many people who are hoping mm. that Philly loses. Mm. I didn't know it, Solomon. Mm. I, if if you, you have to be here to see how many people are hoping something goes wrong. Mm. When the shooting took place, I got calls and text messages from people saying, oh, Sherelle, they are hoping that there was questionable uh, policing uh, in this matter because they're ready to jump on you because they want you. I said, wait, are you telling me that there are folks out there that were were hoping that something nefarious occurred? So, yes, Sherelle, they, they wanted something nefarious to occur. I'm, I'm here to say to everybody listening, everybody has a right to their opinion. We all won't agree on everything. I want you to know that I'm going to do the best that I can and give it all I have to bring the, the best and the brightest to work with us so that we can leave this city. When you're changing things, it is painful. Mm-hmm. Some, when, they, when you've been functioning in one way and then somebody comes to say, no, well, we're going to structure this a little bit different. We're going to do this, this a, little bit, a little bit of pain. And we understood that and, and we expected that. But we just ask you to pray for us. Um, to get engaged in your neighborhood if you can. But Solomon, the mm. number of people hoping that we fail, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. And they're not afraid to shout it out and say it out loud. Yeah, well, that's that's true. And, you know, that when you, whenever you're doing something, if you ain't got haters, you ain't doing nothing. So I, I do have to ask you about this, though, because um, homelessness is is a an issue that is uh, is near and dear to my heart, having experienced that. Um, there's $15 million. They're over budget by $15 million in the Office of, of Homeless Services over the last four years. I know that you have a uh, an independent uh, inquiry going on after the Inspector General already looked at it. What in the world is going on? Why are they $15 million over budget? Um, let me uh, first just start by saying that uh, while... I was on the campaign trail running to be mayor of this city. Councilwoman Catherine Gilmore Richardson um, was laser focused during the budget process. I mean, and really worked extremely hard to pull back the layers here to say, listen, we need to put a big magnifying glass uh, to this department because something is not right here. And mm-hmm. so first, I want to give a huge shout out to Councilwoman Gilmore Richardson for her hard work 
her um, her research and just the attention to detail that she put into reviewing this department. After being sworn in, we did get a briefing uh, from our inspector general. Um, it um, caused uh, cause for concern to me. Um, that is why we have the um, the end of independent uh, forensic um, accounting um, about to occur to work in conjunction with the IG. Um, and uh, that's all I can say, Solomon, about that right now. Mm-hmm. But I do want Philadelphians to know this. Um, we are uh, now making sure that we are looking very closely at the where's and the how's of uh, support services. Uh, for our unhoused and or homeless uh, population. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to be uh, connecting with State Senator uh, Cherie Street. He and I uh, have a meeting uh, coming up. I think maybe, the, I don't know if it's today or tomorrow, but there's some um, some different locations we're going to tour um, in different areas across the city. So Philadelphia, I want you to know we see it, we know it, we have a challenge, especially even when talking about the challenge that we see in Kensington. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, um, when people, because for me, it's not dignity, right, to let people openly use drugs in the street and walk by them and, and, and not say, no, it's our job, you know, to me, it, it lacks compassion to not connect people to mm-hmm. treatment and services. But the question becomes, Solomon, okay, you're off the street and I say you can't do this because using drugs in the open air, that's, that's illegal. Where do, where do you go? Yeah. How do I ensure that you get the treatment? And so it is, it's very complex. If anybody tells you it's a, you can magic wand, you can fix it. We have to find a way to do it. And we're bringing in the best partners that we can, um, to, to help us do that with a plan. Our 100 day action plan, Solomon, I hope you'll invite me, uh, to come back. We, um, will have the, the results of that. We gave a copy of what to expect out mm-hmm. on, uh, on the day we were sworn in relative mm-hmm. to public safety, uh, clean and green. I think everybody's going to be super happy about the results of both of them when we talk about how we have decided that we are going to deliver services to neighborhoods in the city, the services that people can see, touch, and feel, not a speech, mm-hmm. not not you know, not some lofty slogan, mm-hmm. but this is how I'm going to see government working in my neighborhood. Um, I hope people are going to be excited. And to the people I've represented, um, some of the things that you saw me do over the years um, with different projects in my district, mm-hmm. um, I think we're going to see some of that um, in, in, in the future. And we want to do it across the city. So looking forward to working with all members of Council Solomon and talking with you. Okay. You know, I, I was telling someone the other day, like they don't know over the years how much Solomon Jones and Sherelle Parker have fought over uh, so <laughs> many different issues that quite frankly, you and I are on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. But I, I thank you for just even hearing me when we don't agree. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and always will. Uh, Mayor Sherelle Parker, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning on WRD. Look forward to talking more. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.